we've been talking about the anointing. Oh, man, I, I, got, I got so much I want to share with you. I'm going to take my time on the anointing. Make sure we understand what it is and what is not. Okay? <laughs> but in the interim, I got to do something just a little different. I want to make sure. See, as I told you, as a pastor, my job is to make sure you get to heaven. That's what a shepherd does. That's his job. It's the love on you, love you out of wherever mindset you're in. Still show you that I've established my love with you. Right? That's the shepherd's job. His other job is to make sure what comes through that door is of God. What you allow in your gates, what you allow in your gates, you know, got to make sure that it is of God. Because a lot of things that we do in the body of Christ is not of God. So you should make sure that where you go and what it, it is of God. But how do you know? I got the spirit of God and he teaches me all things. I don't, we done showed y'all that it's not what that meant. He'll send you teachers to teach you through his spirit. Okay. This is important to know. Like today. What is the day? Look at y'all. What if I would tell you that it's not? That's what I'm trying to do. What if I teach you that it's not Rosh Hashanah? Is that heresy? Is that, what is that? Where is it in the word? Where is Rosh Hashanah in the word? See, I told you a lot of times we do things, but it's not, you don't know the origin of what you're doing or what you're saying just because somebody told you. Yep. This is how, this is how you get led astray. This is how you can be under false doctrine, false teachers, false doctrine, the Bible says. It says it in Revelation as well. So I want to make sure, this, as a shepherd, that's my job to make sure that you understand these things. All right, it's, I didn't say Rosh Hashanah was a bad word. It means head of the year. I'm just saying. So I'm not, I'm, I want to make sure what we really understand. The real. See, there's some things that we have to know. That you are required to know. Okay. You know. There, everybody said, well, there's two calendars. There's the Gregorian, which is what we use. And then there's the Hebrew and the Jewish calendar. That's like three right now. But it's a whole lot. It's. It's so many more. It, the days of the week, the, the names of the month, that was a not biblical. Anything in the Bible he would do when it comes to the month? First month, second month, third month, fourth month. First day, second day, third day, fourth day. It has nothing to do with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sabbath. Has nothing to do with the Bible. Didn't teach us that. That's how we're infiltrated with a Gulgarian, you know, type of Greek mindset. 
just like all our municipal center courthouses have Greek themes. So I'm just saying we're influenced, but we don't really know. So I want to make sure that you see where you go. It is life and death. What I'm going to show you just in this today before I get to the anointing. But I have to be obedient. Because there are certain things that are required that you when you meet God at the at the judgment seat that you have to have right. And one of them is definitely your heart towards your brother, your sister. So this is the year 5780, according to the Jewish calendar. So I'm just going to be like, what is the significance of this today, Pastor? I'm going to show you. Does that bother me? Why is that? Why do I need to know where Rosh Hashanah, where did it come from? Yeah. It's just an infiltration. I told y'all, a lot of times in our words, we don't, or in our word, we don't realize that You've been infiltrated by Talmudic, the Talmud, uh, the, the Zohar. You, our Bibles have been infiltrated with that type of teaching, and we can't decide where it is. Is that right? It is not Rosh Hashanah. It is Yom Teruah. Yom means day. Yom Kippur, it means day. Yom, okay? So, y'all follow me. This is, this is a Bible study group. This is where we come to learn. Amen? Amen. So I want to make sure we get these. How can I, just going to help you with your witness, your brother and sister, especially if you witness as to the Jew first. So if you know about them, that's going to help them win them over. If you know their calendar too. All right, there. Board. Okay, we'll make sure we get y'all right. You can't be bored. All right. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. Day of trumpets. Yom Teruah. Teruah means to do this, what we were doing, shouting. See, well, we, <laughs> we just don't think you need to shout, but you. <laughs> I'm going to show you this is so important to God. You want to please God, right? So you have Moad, Moeds or Moadins, a Moed, right? Moadins, God's holy day, not holiday, holy day. There are his appointed, Moadins are God's appointed times, appointed times that you are to bring an offering. See, if we would just do this, we wouldn't have to worry about all these, you know, fish fries and gimmicks and stuff that people do in the ministries. Because God meets you at these times for a reason. But if you don't have the right calendar, you don't know when you're supposed to meet him. Okay? God's not coming on the Gregorian calendar. He didn't do that. He said, I'll put the sun and the moon, and these are for... Seasons. Not to worship them, but seasons. All right? These are the days to celebrate, uh oh, Him. So you can celebrate Him, but that's what you do. That, that, that Christmas is not a day that you celebrate Him. That's not what He said. 
His appointed times are for his celebration, how to come to him. Okay? I'm going to show you this. Go to Numbers real quick before we get to the anointing. Y'all going to give me some time, right? All right. (laughs) Go to Numbers 15. 15 through 16, right? Yeah, we can go. Put the complete Jewish and the Amplified up. Because I might flip back to want to show you. So you talk Talmudic teaching. (laughs) Numbers chapter 15 and verse 15. Okay. It so reads, There shall be one and the same statute, both for you of the congregation and for the stranger who is a temporary resident with you, a statute forever throughout your generations as you are, so shall the stranger be before the Lord. Some interpretation might say alien. Okay. Go to the next verse. One law and one ordinance shall be for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you. All right. So you can't have something separate because you Jew, you Gentile, which means without covenant. So you really are no longer a Gentile because you are in covenant. Right? And he's letting you know these ordinances, what they do, you do. But we don't know what to do. And these ordinances, he said, they are mines. These are forever. So how we, as the body of Christ, how are we going to present this to God? For real. As leaders, how are we going to present this from God? See, what happens is he said, don't add nothing to it or take anything from it, Right? So the Jewish people add to it, and, uh, and, and, and I would say the um, non-Jewish people or the body of Christ, they take away from it. They, they add to it. Rosh Hashanah. Yom Teruah. It's, they add to it. We take it away. We don't do it at all, right? Okay. See, if you, if you were just in a room and you read the word by yourself, you would have no discrepancy of what to do. You wouldn't be arguing, do you speak in tongues? Is the gift still here? You would, if you were just you and then you read it and took it for what it was, you'd be no, you wouldn't have any of this other influence on the outside, and you would believe it. Okay? All right. So this is something you need to know. The feast kind of, they show you when he's coming. You don't know the day or the hour, but he, you should know the season. Because I put them up there for season. All the feasts work on seasons. Yeah? Okay. You got the, you got the spring Moadims. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and Pentecost. Then you have the fall feasts. Trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. So those are the fall feasts, all right? This should be very interesting because they all reveal him. Trumpets. That's Yom Teruah, day of it. Uh, Day of Atonement. That is Yom Kippur, right? And you got Tabernacles, which is Shakot. All right? So these really, a lot of people believe he's coming on the trumpet. 
Okay, well, let's find out what's going on. All feast days are Moadim's, appointed times, right? But all Moadim's are not feast days. Like today. Okay. You, you got to know this. Thing. I'm going to show you something really, real good. Real good. We got to go Old Testament. Y'all like, I love the Old Testament. All right. Don't do away with it. See, I told you, we put it away. All right. See, we take from. Okay. They add to. We take from. We don't need to do the feast anymore. We don't need the gifts anymore. See, we take from. Okay. Y'all ready? Leviticus 23, 23, 24. We're going to get there, y'all. Got to lay down some foundations for you. Help you out. Ready, minister? Got to move quick. Leviticus chapter 23 at verse 23. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, On the first day of the seventh month, almost October, you shall observe a day of solemn sabbatical rest, a memorial day announced by blowing of trumpets, a holy called assembly. That's Yom Teruah. That's not Rosh Hashanah. I told you it has to do with a noise, a shout. <laughs> Y'all didn't realize what we was doing in here. I'm going to show you what right in there. See, we, just, we, don't, we don't get it. Go to Numbers. That's right. Go to Numbers 29. 1 through 6. Complete Jewish this time. Numbers chapter 29 at verse 1. In the seventh month, on the first day yeah, of the month. Same thing the last time. Go ahead. You are to have a holy convocation. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. It is a day of blowing the shofar. So that's a, that's a Sabbath, like a Sabbath worship. Okay. It didn't say Saturday, though, did it? All right. Go ahead. Prepare a burnt offering to make a fragrant aroma for Adonai. Mm. One young bull, one ram, and seven male lambs in their first year and without defect. With their grain offering, Consisting of fine flour mixed with olive oil. Six quarts for the bull, mm -hmm. four quarts for the ram, and two quarts for each of the seven lambs. Mm -hmm. Also one male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for you. This is to be in addition to the burnt offering for Rosh Hodesh mm. with its grain offering. Mm -hmm. The regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offerings, according to the rule for them. This will be a fragrant aroma. All right. Y'all see that right there? It says Rosh Hodesh. I mean, got to be careful. How you interpret? That's why I want him to read the complete Jewish. It's Yom Teruah, not Rosh Hashanah. Come on. This will be a fragrant aroma. An offering made by fire to Adonai. Okay. So we got a, it's an offering that's involved with his feast days. All right. We, we're not burning animals now. We don't have a temple. We're not doing that. Right? But the offering is what of their increase and their livelihood. 
Okay? I mean, you don't have to see the church is kind of make up all this stuff. You don't have to make up anything. It got his plan works. But we don't know his plan. We're not on his plan. So now we got to make up all this blessing and God has already blessed you. You just need to obey. I'm going to make sure y'all got it right. Go to Numbers 10, 10. Numbers chapter 10 at verse 10. Also on your days of rejoicing at your designated times and on Rosh Hodesh, mm-hmm. you are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings. Oh, These will be your reminder before your God. I am Adonai, your God. My goodness. You keep got to remind you that I'm your God. Okay. All right. And there is a sound that goes with God. (laughs) Sound of the trump over your burnt offering. Basically, on Yom Teruah, we are really supposed to rest and make noise. That's what he's saying. On that day, you're supposed to rest and make noise. So, so your worship is your rest. See, we think just lounging around. No, yes, all day worship. See, we don't. We, we, we're not getting it. We're not getting it. Ah, yes, you can commune with him every day. Teruah means to shout, to alarm of war, a battle cry, a blast. Listen, for marching Listen, for marching or a shout of joy. Yes. Teruah. Okay. Go, go to, go to, I'm going to show you, this going to help somebody. Go to, go to Psalms 47.1. I'm not going to go anywhere else. Go to Psalms, come on, we got to do this quick. Psalm 47 at verse 1. Okay. For the leader. A psalm of the descendants of Korah. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with cries of joy. For Adonai Elyon is awesome. A great king over all the earth. Okay. He's telling he's giving you instructions right here on this day. What that shout does. What Teruah is. All right. Go to Psalm 66. So you can't be quiet. Go to Psalm 66. Amplify it. Come on. Verse 1. Psalm 66. Yeah. At verse 1. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Psalm chapter 66 at verse 1. For the leader. Yes. A song. A song. Shout to God. There we go. All the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Mm. Make his praise glorious. Mm. Tell God, how awesome are your deeds. At your great power, your enemies cringe. All the earth bows down to you, sings praises to you, sings praises to your name. Stop. Selah. Just, I mean, we don't go around like this. 
He said, shout. This is Teruah. Okay, Psalms 81. Come on, let's keep this thing moving. Psalms 81. Shout of joy. Shout of joy. Psalms 81. Psalm chapter 81 at uh -huh. verse 1. There we go again. For the leader on the Kitit by Asaph. Sing for joy to God, our strength. Shout to the God of Yaakov. Start the music. Beat the drum. Play the sweet lyre and the lute. Sound the shofar at Rosh Hodesh and at full moon for the pilgrim feast. Y'all see, this is how uh, the service is supposed to go. We not, we, we, uh, uh. Go to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Hey, glory to God. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready to shout. Psalm. This is the day of shouting. See, we don't get it. Go, to, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Psalm 100. Yeah, go ahead. A psalm of thanksgiving. Shout for joy to oh. Adonai. There we go. All the earth. Serve Adonai with gladness. Okay. Enter his presence with joyful songs. Be aware that Adonai is God. It is he who made us, and we are his, his people, the flock in his pasture. Oh, Jesus, my God. Enter his gates with, with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Enter his courtyards with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Okay. All right. All right. We're talking about... We're talking about Yom Teruah. We're talking about the day of shouting. Oh, man. Y'all, don't, we don't know what we're shouting about. Oh, come on. Here. Look, go to Numbers 10.5. Go to Numbers 10.5. And we, we got to get there. Yeah. Numbers chapter 10 and verse 5. Come on. When you sound an alarm, the camps to the east will commence traveling. When you sound a second alarm, oh. the camps to the south will set out. They will sound alarms to announce when to travel. You don't move. You don't make a move until you shout. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to shout. Y'all, The word that God speaks is eternal. It's forever. It changes not. So why do we change the word of God? I told you, we remove. They add to it. There's no, there's no, uh, that, like I told you, th there was nothing. Um, uh, when do you see them wearing the, um, what I'm going to say, the, uh, not the ephod, but the, uh, what was the, let's go cap, the, um, hmm? Yeah, the yarmulke. That, that's, that's not even biblical. That's adding to so it's a lot of things that you see that that's religious, that's, you know, that's Talmudic in his, in his nature. And that's the Talmud. That's the oral teaching. OK, so we just need to know some of these things. Um, go to Numbers. Since we're in there, 23, 21. I'm, I'm going to get you all just flow with me. Numbers chapter 23 at verse 21. No one has seen guilt in Yaakov or perceived perversity in Israel. 
Adonai their God is with them and acclaimed as king among them. Yeah, 2321, right? Nope. Amplified, is it really? Numbers chapter 23 and verse 21. Yeah. Sorry. But it proclaim isn't, but go ahead. I want you to read the Amplified. God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, for he is forgiven. There you go. Neither has he seen mischief or perverseness in Israel. For the same reason, the Lord their God is with Israel. Mm -hmm. And the shout of praise to their king is go. among the people. Okay. It's among, the, among you, the people. All right. First Samuel. Four, five. It's all over the Bible. First Samuel chapter four at verse five. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, mm -hmm. all Israel shouted with a great shout. So that the earth resounded. <sighs> okay. Y'all know this one. Go to Joshua. Ain't gonna mess with Zephaniah. Go to jo Joshua. Y'all ain't ready for them. Go to, go to Joshua 6, 5. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 5. When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and you hear the sound of the trumpet... All the people shall shout mm. with a great shout, mm. and the wall of the enclosure shall fall down in its place, and the people shall go up over it, every man straight before him. So the walls that are, well, let's bring it to you now, your circumstances. See, we just think, we just think that, I mean, come on now, wait a minute, this is, this is a shout, and it's going to bring down these actual physical walls. And the Bible said that the walls went straight down and they just walked over. They didn't crumble. But there was obedience to do what he said to do. March around. Send Judah first. And on that seventh one, you're going to do what? Together, you're going to shout. And all the circumstances, all the brick wall, all the things that were resisting them went down. See, you don't realize what's in your mouth. It's just, it's just shouting. See, you make it of non-effect when your heart says it like that. But Adonai said, shout to that thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Leviticus. Look, go back to Leviticus. Go back to Leviticus. See, we miss it. This is the day that the church is supposed to be shouting. No, because you have understanding. Of what day it is. Okay. God don't change. Go, go to Leviticus 23, 24 again. Let me read it. Real quick. Let me show you something. Leviticus chapter 23 at verse 24. Say to the Israelites, on the first day of the seventh month, mm -hmm. almost October, you shall observe a day of solemn sabbatical rest, a memorial day, Announced by blowing of trumpets, a holy called assembly. Okay. Now, let's look at something here. Yom Teruah is also referred to as uh, Zakron Teruah. Zakron Teruah. The word Zakron is sometimes translated as memorial or 
remembrance. And we took communion. He said, do this in what? Remembrance. Remembrance. Of who? Him. So he said, do this as a remembrance. Listen, often it's referred to speaking the name of Yahweh. If my people call by my name. Yom Teruah is sometimes linked with, re, with the return, listen, of the Messiah. Okay. This is an appointed time being, or where it begins um, 10 days. See, this is what I want to get to right here. This is an appointed time, and it begins 10 days prior, right, ending up on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. So today is supposed to actually start, this is actually the start of the 10 days of awe, of Av, okay? So actually what, it's supposed to start with the sound of the shofar on Teruah. It's a wake-up blast. Listen, this is supposed to start a 10-day introspect of your heart. It leads into the day of atonement. So right now, what we should be doing, this is why I had to do this before I do the anointing, because it's the season that we're in right now. Right now, because we took communion, it doesn't just fall like this. And it won't just you, Pastor, saying this is what you're going to do. He knows everything. So he knows that, see, we can take communion, but we ain't taking communion. Because if you got something in your heart against your brother, your sister, a word that was come, that's, you know, you're eating damnation to yourself. That's what the word of God says. See, this is why it's so important to understand these next 10 days. But see, the church don't, they have no understanding about what this day really is. And what it's supposed to be preparing you for. Now, the next day, the next 10 days, you're going to go into the day of atonement, the day of repentance. See, but we're not, we play in church, and we don't have understanding of what he said, do This is an ordinance forever. So right now, you should be examining your heart toward your brother, your sister, toward God, toward the word of God, toward your life, your fellowships. It's an introspect now of my walk with God. I love what you said. You was right in there. Teacher on, on Friday, prophetess was talking about the same thing, repentance. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't know this is where we were, but God does. Yeah. See, and he's not playing with his word, with what you hear. We'll be coming right back to Day of Atonement. So this is whole plan is of him. The, the, the shout, the Yom Teror is the warning. He's coming. Get it right. The, we went through the shout. That's what the warning is. That's what this is all about today. See, it's, it's a new year. It's ahead of the year. This is for you to get right. So you got 10 days to get it right. Then we go to the day of atonement. Repentance. So you should have all your stuff together to repent for real. Then the next feast is what? Tabernacles. That means he come back to 
tabernacle with us. That means he's coming back. See, we, we, go, we don't know these things. We got here sitting around talking about flat earth and all this crazy mess. All things to distract you from the word and the will of God. Because we don't know what time, what calendar, what timetable we own. I told you, they just, they messing us up when it comes to these type of things. It's a warning. It's a call to repentance, a turning back to the commandments of Yahweh, God, Jesus, the word. Ten days should be an introspect of your heart. Searching, self-examination in these days of awe. I could go and show you all kind of things that happen on the 10 days of awe, the ninth of awe, and all these types of things that are happening. And it's just so funny that we, we use the Hebrew calendar, but you got to look at the name there. there. What is that? All of that came out of Babylon. Where the Pharisees come out of? Excuse me. Where did Abraham come out of? Where did he come out of? Babylon. Where did the Pharisees come and the Sadducees come out of? So they took their culture with them and made an amalgamation out of it. I mean, one of the dates, one of the months of the Jewish calendar. It's Tammuz. Tammuz? Who is Tammuz? See, this is what happens when we info or we bring in the world. And that's what Babylon represents. We bring in the world. So now the Bible says that Satan comes in. He's going to change the times. He seeks to change the times. So you, it's wintertime, but you dress like it's summertime. It's summertime, but you dress like it's wintertime because you don't know the season. We don't know. We should know these things. These are, we should be getting it right. And you should be bringing an offering to it. Everything, all, the, this, all this manifests who he is. I am the feast. I am your atonement. Okay. I don't have time to go in there too far. But I just needed us to really get that. I just feel obligated as the body of Christ that we have to know these things. Because you're going to be lost. You know, I told you all you should, you should know these things. There's so many things that saying that it's church. And this has nothing to do with any Hebrews root movement, any black Hebrew Israelite. It's the word of God. It said when they left Egypt. There were aliens. They were Egyptians that went with them to the promised land. But when you come out from Egypt, you're going to have to do as I do. You're going to have to be now engrafted into the kingdom. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to give away all those occult activities. And now you're going to have to do as they do. Yeah? When you get saved, you become a spiritual Hebrew. Because you are engrafted into them. You're the wild olive branch. You are engrafted into them. 
is not separate from them. You're engrafted into them. That means you become apart. Not apart from, but apart of. See, the church today, you, you talk about this. This is what we need to know. And he said, these are my appointed times. They're not the Jewish people. He said, these are mine. So does he change? Mm, mm, mm. Nobody excited today. <sighs> y'all excited? Did y'all learn something? So this is prophetic, but what was happening in here, everybody, oh, what's going on? Just shouting. Yeah. I like just let the Holy Spirit move. Just let him move. He, he know what he's doing. He got scripture to back it up. And I told you, that's that was conception being made. Because when she shouted, I saw her leaving. And now the spirit of faith and everything else that needs to be in there. It's going to be in there. I'm going to contend. Man. Okay. Man. Real quick. Can I? Can you give me 10 minutes? Before y'all go to sleep. Please don't go to sleep. <laughs> All right. It's important to know your God. And it's important to know what he expects from his people. Not man-made. But God-breathed. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get some understanding. He said, but all the getting, get an understanding. All right. Last week we were talking about the anointing. I didn't get to go all into it. This is just going to be a series. But you saw the anointing today. Amen. Okay. Yes. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Um, Go to Romans real quick. Romans 5, 17. <laughs> you teach. This whole row right here. I ain't going to mess with y'all. Romans 5, 17. Amplify. Romans chapter 5 at verse 17. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, Death reigned through that one. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, mm. unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, mm. the Messiah, the anointed one. We're not to just go through life all willy-nilly. It says that we are to reign in life mm. through the anointed one. So you need the anointed one. Okay, okay, all right. The anointed one, it means that we are to rise and thrive above all to fulfill the destiny that God has given us. You can only do that with the 
anointing. Okay? All right? God has placed inside of us literally his spirit. Let that just, let that just marinate just for a second. God has actually placed his spirit in you to reign in life. Now, I didn't hear depression in there, suicide. I didn't hear brokenness in there. Okay, let me see here. I'm going to start from the present time. I'm 55 years old right now. Praise the Lord, today I am. 36 years ago, I guess I was about 19. Damn. Damn. Man, I was trying to tell you. And I was trying to get away. <laughs> I was actually, at that time, I was actually trying to get away from a man trying to stab me at 19. Oh, it's real. There's no way that someone could have told me at that moment <laughs> that I was going to be a pastor. Y'all follow me. And that would be the basis of my life. Caught in the very act of sin. No one would told me that would be the basis of my ministry, teacher, forgiveness. I'm talking about the anointing, so y'all follow me. Or that my wife at that time would cheat on me. And I would forgive her and never mention it again for seven years. Mm. <laughs> you got that right. That was perfect. For seven years. Now, I won't save. I won't fill with the Holy Ghost. I didn't know y'all. You didn't know me. Not one word. Hmm. Not one word. Watch me. From a young man, or from a very young age, should I say, everything I joined, I was a leader. Just watch. I'm talking about the anointing. And not trying to be. I'm trying to be a leader. I'm already short. I'm just, just being in the corner. All right? And not trying to be, right? Started playing sports at age six. Always team captain. The shortest guy. Every sport I played. There was none shorter. <laughs> but I was always the leader. Hold on. I had a chance in the first grade, as I told some of y'all, to actually go and train to be in the Olympics, somewhere out in Nebraska somewhere. But 
you know, back then they didn't have sponsors. They came to the school. They wanted us to go. My parent, my father was in Vietnam at that time. And he was like, you know, you got five kids. Ain't nobody going nowhere. You ain't got no money. But they offered me to train me, you know. They didn't have sponsorships like you got today to be in the Olympics and gymnastics. That was my thing. <laughs> Always flipping everything. Broke bones and all that. Still getting up. All right. All right. So listen to this. That was just in the first grade. That was in the first grade. Something had to, something was on me. Okay. So, hold on. They come to the school, and I always like to draw. Y'all know drawing is my thing. I love art. Who in the newspaper? They come and photograph me. I'm in the newspaper. I still got the clip. I'm going to show y'all one day. And I'm, they ask me questions, and I'm telling them what I wanted to do and this and that. But attention, right? And newspaper, bam. Who is this little short dude? Okay. Hold on, hold on. Right? I went to the Navy, short guy. Why did they make me the athletic PO, right? Why did they make me the one that called the cadence? I'm just trying to, I ain't never marched a day in my life. But the man asked me, he said, where did you learn to march? I, 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 I never learned to march. I didn't go to ROTC. I didn't do none of that. I'm talking about the anointing. Okay? I mean, I'm out there. I'm tearing it up. You know? Leading the, leading the men. Man, I didn't know what I was doing. I went out of high school. I went, I went to McDonald's. I started working at McDonald's. I was chasing this girl. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I went to McDonald's. I went to <laughs> she worked there. I wanted to work there. <laughs> I mean, in two months, I'm like crew chief. I was tearing it up. <laughs> I could work the whole station all by myself, everything. I never get that schedule. Seven, no, 11 to 7. Oh, my goodness. Feet was hurting. After that, they was like, hey, we need, we need a maintenance man. Fix things. Guess who they made the head guy? I don't even know. I'm talking about the anointing. I'm talking about your life. Okay. Hmm. I just wanted to work there because I like the nuggets too. That's when the nuggets were real chicken nuggets. Real chicken. You get a box of 20. I had like 42 in there. <laughs> I was tearing them up, man. I could eat free too. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Single father. I won the case. Single father. One year old, my son. Got him, received him on my birthday, May 7th. All prophetic. This. 
I only giving y'all a little taste because time. So many more things that I could show you about my life. One more. When I was in my early twenties, my father gave. Uh, uh, he used to work. He's retired Navy, but he used to work for like a military contractor, and they used to make these. Um, books for all the engines and uh, all the schematics and everything. And then I got a job there working for him. Didn't know how to do it, but I learned how to do it. <sighs> of course, go to the top with that. Leading that. Didn't try to, just wanted a paycheck. Mm. While I was working there, I saw these young guys. Um, they had tires, they had suits, they, they were drafting. They were, had these, you know, just when CAD first came out, and they were in there, they were, look, they were doing all kind of drawings for the government. All that. I went in there, I'm, I wasn't supposed to be in there, but I went in there. I went in there, I started looking all around. I said, oh my God, look at all this stuff. Man, I want to do that. I said, I want to do that. So guess what I did? I did that. Didn't know what I would do, but I did it. Mm. Mm. Now watch this. Not knowing that that was deep in my heart, that this was deep in my heart. Listen, didn't know that that was the voice of God. See, come at you with your understanding. All of this, all of this, all was happening, didn't realize that was all the voice of God. Talking about the anointing. Okay? Now listen to this. Didn't know that the voice of God had been preparing me. Okay. Didn't know he was preparing me. Anointing me for my destiny and my purpose. A lot of times you just think it's you. He was preparing me, Mario, my whole life. Okay? Mm. When I saw my former pastor preaching, I'm new. I'm, I don't know nothing. I came out of the cult. I'm coming now in the church. And I saw him preaching and teaching. And I said within myself, I wish could do that. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the voice of God speaking through a person. So you think it's you, but no, it was his voice speaking through me. Okay. I'm going I'm to help y'all here. I didn't realize that was his voice speaking through a person. To a person who was afraid to get up in front of people <laughs> and read. And, and pray. I didn't realize that. But to fulfill what his voice had been saying to me all of my life. Born. 
Stayed in the incubator for four months. Escaped crib death. They had to resuscitate me. All my brothers and sisters, everybody was fine. I'm the smallest one. None of them. Everything held fine, no problem. They couldn't find out what the reason was. Mm. Talking about the anointing. Okay, hold on. To fulfill the dreams God placed in you requires God's enablement and his anointing. To fulfill the dream that God has placed in you. I told you, everybody here got business. Everybody got one here, but they're fearful. I don't have the resources. I don't have the knowledge. See, that's how you know. But he gave you a dream. That's how you know it's him. Because it seemed too big for you. And you don't have the patience to develop it. See, so hold on. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, it didn't require a degree for destiny. What it required was an anointing. Jesus didn't go to a four-year college. God said, you're ready to cast out demons. And Jesus, listen, he was filled with the spirit of God. And when he was filled with the spirit of God, God began to use him. Right? David didn't finish a, uh, you know, a presidential university. And God said, now you're ready to be king. You see, David being anointed by the Holy Spirit. Don't get me wrong. Education is important. I'm not coming against that. All right? Very important. But that is not what acquires or gets the anointing on your life. And see, that's what you need. You need the anointing on your life. Education is great. Okay. Watch this. I'm going to get to the point. I'm going to end here in a minute. And I gave you all the story last week in Samuel, right? And God anoints Saul. Saul and Samuel, I was giving you all that last week. God anoints Saul, and Saul begins to step into his destiny. Your calling and your vision without the anointing is going to be a heavy burden. You need the anointing for your business. The same way a preacher needs the anointing to preach. Saul wasn't a priest. Saul ruled the country. And to do that, he needed an anointing. That's what he needed. To do the work of God. Gee, this is what I'm saying. Husbands, you need an anointing. 
to raise your family. The same way an apostle needs an anointing to raise up a church. Watch this. I want y'all to repeat after me. Please just, just repeat after me. Okay. The anointing comes by association. But it grows by desperation. Mm. I'm going to say it again. The anointing comes by association. But it grows by desperation. All right. Okay. All right. First Samuel. I'm going to let y'all go. First Samuel. First Samuel 10, 11. Amplified. Mm. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 11. Watch this real quick. And when all who knew Saul before saw that he spoke by inspiration among the schooled prophets, mm. the people said one to another, what has come over him who is nobody but the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? <laughs> association. Anointing comes by association. The anointing comes by association. But it grows by desperation. I mean, Saul, he was tall above all the other people in the tribe there. Good looking, they said. And all he started doing was doing what? Hanging out with the prophets. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. They ain't ready. They gonna, I'm going to get them there, teacher. Can I get them? Uh-uh. All right. The anointing of Saul came on him when he started hanging out with the prophets of God. You have to remember what you esteem flows to you. You're missing it. What you esteem flows to you. This is why this example is in here with Saul. He was a nobody. Who is this? And I told you last week when they said when you were reading the scripture, he, he was asking where the donkeys. He went to go find Samuel and find out where the donkeys were. But he said, listen, that's not what's on your, that's what's on your mind, but what's on your heart is that you want to be king. This is what he told them. The anointing comes by association. Oh. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's true, ain't it, T? It's true, ain't it, Mario? All right, hold on. I got something for I'm going to leave. I got something real good for y'all. I'm going to grow. Hold on. This is good. Listen, listen, listen. I said, what you esteem flows to you. That's the key to the flow. That's the key to the flow. It got so crazy that the people were actually, they actually said, it's Saul? Because we know him. Saul is amongst you, the prophets. Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, who can, who? I mean, I mean he's saying, he's saying like, you know, Dejan? Go away, go away, go away. 
Is he among the prophets now? Because of his association with his pastor? Y'all missing the whole point. He was saying, what's going on? It, it even became, if you keep down reading now, it, said it became a proverb. It became a parable, a truth. It says it right there in the scripture. I'm trying to save some time. What was happening? They were saying, what's happening to Saul here? It's unnatural. We know him and his lineage. He's dead. He's just a blue collar worker. Who is he? And he going to run a nation? Oh, wait a minute. The anointing. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on. Who is he amongst the prophets? saying it over there. And I know what they're saying, Mario. Mario amongst the prophets. Did y'all hear what he said? See, 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 Mario, they, they don't know about the drinking, see. But the anointing, see, it changes a person. Unrecognizable to your family. Who is this? Oh, okay. No, no. See, when you start hanging around prophets, you begin to prophesy. Hello. There's some people in the back back there. I'm trying to get a. I try to put people with the prophetess. When you start hanging around your pastor, when you start hanging around your teacher, see, the anointing is by association. But in that association, you got to have the right heart. That's the problem. See, if you don't, the flow won't flow to you. The anointing gets released by association. It also works in the negative. So be careful who you hang around. Liars, gossipers, haters. The anointing is released by association. So start. Your business now has been aligned with the prophetess. See, y'all, y'all missing it. She won't there. Now she's there. And see what the thing of it is, your business needs an anointing. See, uh, 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 but you have an anointing, but she has an anointing. John the Baptist had an anointing, but Jesus had an anointing. But he needed his anointing for his anointing. He couldn't do it. Now, I have need of you. No, I need your anointing. Your anointing for baptize me. So you got to understand why it's happening. Mm, mm, mm. You didn't just make that decision. So now your business is going to grow. 
It's your association. And it is growing. Woo! I could go some places right now. I could prophesy right now. <laughs> I like Jesus said, something you ain't ready to bear yet. What I want, what I see. Okay. You know why it's going to grow? Because you esteem your old, your younger sister. See, it's your younger sister. So y'all missing it. Y'all missing it. Woo. There's some people, I try to get to align with me, but they won't. Because your business needs this anointing. Uh, y'all ain't ready. If I, man, I don't have the time. I could come back and just, I could tell you some more stuff. I got, man, y'all not even ready for it. See, this is what God is. See, this is how he rewards. This is how I couldn't release it last week. I had to release it this week because it's Yom Teruah. See, we, we got to understand God, I, I don't do anything unless he say do it. Who is he? Saul grew up in a house of kish. Ordinary. Simple. So when you put yourself, so, so, so where you put yourself is where really the anointing is going to change lives. Jesus, y'all don't understand. So you can change lives just by the company that you keep. Y'all yeah, don't understand. Woo! The greater is blessed by the less. Okay, y'all don't miss. Y'all missing how this thing works. Y'all missing it. You know, she's not saying I'm the older sister. No. What she has, you need. I told you anointing's for other people. You don't care the anointing for you. Okay. John the Baptist didn't care his anointing for him. He carried it for Jesus. And the Bible said he was anointed with the Holy Spirit out from the womb. While he was in the womb, he was filled with the Spirit. See, we're missing it. Oh my God. Woo! Your life should not reflect your past. It should reflect your associations. Y'all missing that one. Your life should not reflect your past. It should reflect your association. That's what it should reflect. Who you hanging with? Pastor Rudy, who you hanging with? If you meet someone new, your life should change for the better. It shouldn't get worse. It should change. Why don't you be the changer? Oh, this thing go deep. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, it shouldn't get worse. Just like a marriage. It shouldn't be on the decline. It should be on the up. My relationship with you should grow. It shouldn't decrease. 
My love should be growing out of love. That's what the Bible says. Okay, hold on. Our marriages should be getting better, not worse. The anointing makes everything better. <laughs> okay. You want to see the anointing in your life? How many of y'all want to see the anointing in your life? Change your associations. Change your, right now it ain't doing good. Change your associations. This goes, this goes so deep. All right. Okay. If you want success to move in your life, associate yourself with anointed, successful people. I, I, I don't have time because y'all tired. I don't have time, but I really, I really, I'm going to leave you with this and I'm closing right here. I, I'm serious. Can I, can I stop and I just leave y'all with this? I, I, I'll come back to you next week. So, teacher, a lot of times we, we have trouble. Um, got a nice side note. Y'all good? All right, all right, okay. I'm 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 gonna hit this right here. This thing. This is this is this is gonna help a lot of people who are in leadership as well. All right. This is something that happens to a lot of people uh, who are anointed and successful. People want to associate themselves with you, with that person, uh, in their perspective calling. Correct. And they get disappointed when those successful people don't have time for them. Okay, this is you need this. this is where, now watch this. Instead of finding a different route, they blame those successful people, pastors, teachers, ministers. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, you didn't respond to my 400 texts that I sent you. You stopped liking my pics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said to them, you became arrogant and prideful. This is what you tell people. All right? This is what they tell them when... All right, all right. So listen to this. This is some wisdom that I have learned in my pastoring in this area, okay? And mentoring people. If you find people... Let me see. If you find people that you want to be like, and that's okay. I always tell people that's fine, but be in your own personality. It's okay. The Bible tells you to mark people. Jesus said, I'm an imitator. I only do what my father does. I'm an imitator. Be an imitator, right? So in your own personality. A good personality, though. Healthy personality. Not a stank personality. <laughs> Don't mock them. Don't mock them, Dejan. Don't mock them. Man. So listen, this is what I've learned, and I want to help you with this, and it's going to help you. So if you find people that you really like, and they don't have time for you, don't seek 
their mentorship. Offer them your service. If you find a person that, you know, you started off good and, and all of a sudden, you know, they done cut it off. We can't do it now. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. Don't seek their mentorship. Offer your servitude. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to help you and mentor people, right? But when you start moving, listen to this, but teaching you, I know what's going on. So but when you start moving with God, your time becomes limited. Your time becomes limited when you start moving with God. All right? It starts. This is why I have to really stop doing my meetings. I have to do every other week. And I'm going to show you why. I have to do my counseling every other week now. There are things that I need to do to keep this ministry going forward. And it's going to take a lot of my time. I got a five-year lease where I am now. Four years on it. I have to make decisions. What do we do? I got businesses in here that are blowing up. I need room. What do I do? So I can't mentor everyone. But yet I can mentor everyone at the same time. It's what your servitude. What can I do to help you? Man, I'm just trying to. All right. Check what happens when you do this, though. Now check this what happens. All right. So. If you want to get the attention of the person you want to be mentored by, come with serving them. Don't come for mentorship. Come for serving them. Okay, y'all, oh, y'all, y'all missing it. Watch this. Watch this. Saul did not come to Samuel for a word. The Bible says that Saul asked his servant. Do we have anything for the man of God? Y'all read the scripture. That's, can, can it just one second? Okay. First Samuel. We might not need the altar. Y'all prayed and everything. Okay. She's getting up now. She's hurting from the workout. Go to first Samuel. <laughs> You got to be right. You got to be ready to go in there, man. I was doing that thing. I was tearing that class up. I was tearing that class up, man. I was tearing that class. I love that class, man. That class is fun. For the first Samuel, real quick, first Samuel. First Samuel, five, I mean, first Samuel, nine, five and ten. Listen to this. New King James. Do need King James. First Samuel chapter 5, Help y'all out here. verses 9 and 10 in the New King James Bible. 
It's so reads. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, 9, 5 through 10. Yep. Okay. You ready? Okay. Go ahead. It so reads, when they had come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, look now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. Mm. All that he says surely comes to pass. Mm. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, but look, if we go, what shall we bring the man? Mm. For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Look, I have here at hand one-fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God mm. to tell us our way. Hold up. Did y'all hear that? So they went to the man of God, but they knew, see, you don't know the culture. For them to get his purpose, a seed had to be sown. Because he needed to meet Samuel, who's going to speak into him, who's going to be in the presence, listen, of the anointing. But you don't come empty-handed. The anointing costs you something. Lord, we're about to die. Make, make me first a cake. See, we miss it. We miss the order of things, how God, the anointing. What did he do? He went and laid on her son, and he arose. Y'all don't understand something. You don't understand what's about to happen. Hmm. What offering did you bring? Hmm. Okay, y'all missing it. God will already have supplied your need within your call. What do we have? We, I don't have bread. Natural. We got, we got something. Gold. Shekel. Silver. Could I say? Silver. Shekel. To give to the man of God. Because he has. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So when something was offered, the word of God was released. So when something was offered, the word of God was released. The prophetic word for Saul's life, his purpose, his destiny, and the will of God for his life was released in his seed. Don't miss it. A word was released because of the offering to the man of God who had Saul's future in his mouth. You want the business? I had to speak it to you. You want the business? I had to speak it to you. Elder, you want the business? It's in the mouth of the prophet. 
See, but we're missing it. You're looking at man. It's not. This is what the Bible says. And Saul became ruler because of the whisper, the word that was released for his purpose, his destiny, and the people. What's in my mouth you need? The shepherd gives direction. This ain't about no pride or nothing. It's about God. And the shepherd should speak the path that you're going to go down. See, in that business, it's going to be some tribulations, some time. But guess what? You're aligning yourself now with the prophet. Oh, my God. She's going to see. Until the baton is handed over. <laughs> Maybe y'all get it. Listen to this. It's in the mouth of the prophet. He do nothing unless he says it. What to his prophet first? Just remember that word was for the glory of God and God and his people. This is why your businesses have to be offered to God. You have to give, you have to offer it to God. Don't keep it for yourself. Don't you try to tell the direction that it's going to go. I don't care if it's two people there, one person there, do what you're supposed to do. It's about faith. Teacher, I know you're ready. All right, I'm, I'm gone, man. I... He said, I need to get to a true seer. This is what he did. The donkeys is gone. He said, don't worry about the donkeys. They were found three days ago. But what you need to see, because God already spoke to me in my ear about you. You tell me what's on your mind, but I'm going to tell you tomorrow what's on your heart. That's what, that's what, Saul, um, that's what um, Samuel said to Saul. They had two Sauls in the word, too. This Saul failed. But Saul of Tartarus, look at the parallel. The only difference in the Saul of the Old Testament was he didn't repent. Saul of Tartarus, he, guess what? His assignment was to kill Christians. He repented. Y'all better get this repentance down. Next 10 days, y'all better get it right. Amen. Hey, teacher, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. But we are going to blow the shofar because that is the sounding of it, that it commences, right, at sundown today. But we're going to blow before it's over with, all right? So get your seed together, and it said blow over your offering. All right, Eric, you ready, Eric? You got your shofar? All right, we're going to bless. We're going to blast it. Glory to God. Amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? Get your offering. A hand clap of praise just for visiting us today. Just for loving on us today. He is such a worthy God. They should be straight Hallelujah. for us to altar, man. Teacher, they should be straight. I Not. hear you. I hear my spirit. I hear Amen. Y'all ain't got it, right. I just, I want to just briefly share with you. I, I, I had quite an experience 
And I want to respond to Keisha uh, somewhere in your message. I want to respond to you. I need to respond to the dance. I need to respond to the prophetic singing. I need to respond to the people of God. Respond to the prophets for being obedient last Friday and what the word of God is. He gave her a song, Stand of Repentance. We are not to look at the people's faces or their responses, but just do what God has called us to do. And it's unfolding. Um, wow. Had a talk with Minister Shamir this morning. She was just telling me how from the teaching from Friday from the prophetess that how she had processed it when it came to repentance and sin and how she did a very introspective, you know, conversation with her and her creator. And so God led her in a different way in ministry. Which is just, a lot of times, see, the ministry is growing, it's moving. And you all have to be able to be move, be moving with it and not get into your feelings. Because God is, he's given us now when you have an ear to really hear what he's saying. Uh, he's giving you instruction. And then the people of God is not going to understand it if they're listening, but they can't or ear. Yeah, be offended. And so you just have to do what God says, uh, whether the people stay or they go. Uh, because it's about you really having a true experience with God. Um, so thank you, Minister Shamir, wherever you're at, <laughs> for listening to God when it came to how he was instructing her to minister this morning. Um, I believe, Keisha, you were speaking on when you you would be outside of walking ministry, walking ministry, and you wouldn't your praise or your praise you didn't wasn't I guess release right when you're here. And I want us to know that it's about here. It's here because I would go in a, to a place to where, and we know that the word of God is here. We know His Spirit is here. I'll go into a place to where, first of all, I, I, I kept a heart attitude of praise. It's a daily life. And I could go into a place I didn't know, but my look, my mind is already made up. I'm, I'm coming to praise the Lord. Look, I don't know what they do here, but if you call this the house of God, I know that this is what should be going on. So I, I had to really leave a place because that wasn't what was going on. And I, I, said, and I turned around and I said to the people there, I said, I thought this is the house of God. I thought we supposed to praise it. The children and the adults were looking at me like I, this was totally out of order to praise the Lord. So I, I left, and the security man said, you just got here. I said, I know. I said, I'm so disappointed that I have to leave. I said, I came here 
to praise and worship my God. I said, but it doesn't seem like the people of God want to do it, and they are restricting me from doing so. I said, so what I'm going to do is go out into my car and go ahead and praise him, because this is not what y'all want to do in here. Because it's here. It's here. And when we were, when it was the singing, everything seemed like it was just about the prophet was exhorting. And then, no, it was the ministry of dance. And I began to see the love of God in the most deepest way that I couldn't contain myself. See, we don't see. We don't see spiritually. We see a person moving. But I saw that God cares enough about his people that he would, his voice would be expressed through dance. He's so concerned about the marriages that he would place a married couple and he would speak a particular word directly into their union. He would see a young pastor, Minister Brian, coming up in the ministry and the struggle of even accepting the call and what do I do and I don't know what to do and I'm confusing my choices and I'm hearing the right word, but I need to hear the voice of God. But then came a point Minister Star, that I didn't know you. I said, I don't know my daughter in such a good way. I said, I don't know her. And then the glory of God, it goes through you, and it starts to sift. It tries to see if there's anything that's not like him. And I question within myself, have I mishandled your vessel? When you really see what God has recreated, you begin to question And if I didn't, I repent. I saw a woman of God. I saw you fully broken. I saw you beautifully broken. And I didn't know her, Dana. And I 
I was telling Minister Fee when I went back. I said, I want to teach you something. I need to teach you to see. I want you to see when God moves and when he breaks a person. I said, what has happened to most of Christians and the leaders here, you have not been fully broken. We resist correction. We resist the leading. When you're fully broken, you look glorious. That's why I couldn't recognize you. for a dynamic word of God. Thank you. And as I was on the floor, that's the part that I left out. I, I was in, when I saw the, the glory of God and I was speaking and saying how I can't contain, I can't contain his love. And then he began to say, was saying that to all of us. Can't you feel me? And I begin to hear you cry out. That was such a rejoicing thing to hear. Your cry to God. In one of my prayers, total release. Again, you can bring your seat up. You can come now. 